Justin and Dom, how are you guys going? Good, thanks, good, how are you? Yeah, good. Thanks for coming on. So it's 5 a.m. where I am. I think it's 2 p.m. where you are, Justin. What time is it there for you, Dom? 7 p.m. Oh, yeah. Nice, nice. Nice spread. Yeah. Hey, um, well done on your win at Littles the other day, Justin. <laughs> thanks a lot. Yeah, you must be yeah, happy. That was awesome. That. Well done. Yeah, very good. Yeah, it was uh, cool. I completely forgot to sign up until you messaged me a couple yeah. weeks ago about doing this. Yeah. <laughs> kind of ran how it all got together. Yeah. And you must have, um, and like the course that you ran on, is that exactly the same course they're going to be running on in a couple of weeks at Biggs? Yeah, it's the same course. Yeah. Yeah. And how's it looking? Pretty good. Yeah, it's uh, same as last year. Lots of rocks, roots, sticks, <laughs> lots of things to, like stub your toes on couple of days in yeah yeah cool and um just wondering like um that day course they say it's pretty hard like is it really do you how hard do you find it how quickly were you doing your day loops on it mm, the first day i was doing like 52 minute loops and the second day i was kind of taking it easy just wanted to make sure nothing bad happened yeah. it was coming like 54 55 minutes but uh yeah this the, the couple of days in like there's some climbing and stuff like i could see like twist an ankle and stuff if you're not paying attention really yeah oh yeah for sure yeah yeah cool and i was having a little look and i saw that that run got you a bronze ticket into a backyard ultra called queenie backyard ultra which is a silver will you be going is that the um route you'll be taking or are you still figuring that out what you're going to do next uh i'm not too sure what i'm going to do 2024 we'll figure yeah. it out yeah sure yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> And um, Dom, you're in pretty good form as well. You came second in a 50k race one or two weeks ago. Well done, man. Yeah. Cheers, thank you. Yeah, yeah, it's not bad. I was pretty happy with that. It's only a small sort of local event, but still, it's always nice to have a good, strong, strong race. Yeah, yeah, cool. Hey, um, Justin, I was wondering as well. Are you going to be at Bigs crewing anyone or anything like that, or you're just being interested on Looker online? Uh, no, I'm actually running. Uh... A different race in west virginia that weekend it's called the the wild oak trail oh yeah yeah so when i'm done that i'm i'll just tune in and see how things are going i'm sure they'll still be going on for a couple more days <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um what have you got next dom as far as races go um i'll probably have a couple that i'll do before the end of the year um just some sort of smaller ones but then I've got a, the 50 mile race in January. That's probably my next main race. That's um, called like the Arc 50, which is basically around the the Cornwall coast. Um, which I don't know if you know, but in January it's not the nicest. It's a bit wet and windy and hazardous, but it's going to be a good training run, that's for sure. Yeah, and um, oh yeah, I mean, you guys have actually run in the same race together at Ode to Laz last year so did you guys actually yeah. speak to each other that do you guys remember each other from that race I remember Justin I don't know if he'll remember me I just remember him obviously because he he won it um <laughs> so yeah I, I think we might have exchanged a few words on some of the earlier night loops um but yeah, obviously Justin added a pretty incredible run there and I don't know, he might even be able to say himself having run Biggs, but I'm told that that's probably the most similar course to Biggs that that seems to be in a backyard, like the Ode to Lads trail route. Yeah, for sure. That's uh, that's the only one I've ever done done other than Biggs. I did Capital too, which is pretty running friendly. Like Capital's good to go really far, but Ode's got some 
gnarly roots rocks yeah. that big hill too yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's yeah. the only well the first race i've ever fallen over it and i fell over a few times around there <laughs> yeah <laughs> you gotta run up like those like wooden bridges over like those little swampy parts and stuff yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a good fun race and really good nice race director tad there and good sort of vibe around there yeah tad's awesome not enough good things to say about him it was like with a pretty hot day you were running at that race too like everyone was running with their tops off and pretty hot ode to that uh, ode was really hot yeah <laughs> yeah and obviously that one was a bit of a unique one because there was a thunderstorm as well at night which sort of postponed the race for a couple of hours as well which is a bit interesting mm. oh yeah that was awful yeah. <laughs> um so yeah we've got i was thinking it would be a good idea to have a bit of a a bigs preview with it coming up so close and um I mean, Dom, you being in UK, you know a few of the European runners, and Justin, you obviously know a lot of the American, and I reckon you probably know a few Canadian of the Canadian runners as well. Would you? Yeah. Uh, I've never ran with them, but uh, I was with Brian Bondy last Saturday at Littles. Like we shared the same canopy. I jumped in with him for the race, and he was kind of filling me in on them. Oh yeah, cool, awesome. Yeah, yeah um so yeah like if you guys want to start we can uh start running through the runners um starting from the bottom if you like and um we've got a couple of um oh we've got a french runner um christophe board do you know anything about him don um i've definitely not got the the page up here to just cast my eyes on but i can see he was an assist um at a backyard in france you know it's quite impressive if you're looking at the, from the bottom of the list 55 yards it's yeah. crazy right yeah. <laughs> think about how how this has escalated from how it was a few years ago sort of numbers you're getting so that you get the last on the list at 55 yards yeah but i think we're going to see that as a regular theme looking through this with everybody on here has done something special and has got capable capabilities of going really really far so yeah definitely yeah <clears throat> um we've got amanda nelson next from canada so do you know much about amanda nelson justin i've never got to run with amanda but she's like a formula one car she's got a ton of speed records like the woman's record for the 100 miler and stuff so if she can get through like the trail like the 11 loops i think she's gonna have a breeze on the road because there's like 13 road loops she'll get a lot of sleep and stuff she can go pretty far for sure yeah cool yeah she's a she's a powerhouse right yeah yeah awesome yeah and i think um she qualified with 56. i'm not sure what race that was in. i think it might have been the masters in germany but um yeah the race of the champions yeah that's it yeah 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 um next is ben nichols from australia so um the timboon tractors his nickname and he was actually the last one standing at the first backyard ultra i ever did when he did uh, 41 yards, that run got him into the Australian team at the Sat Champs, which he did 56 hours at. So they're the only two backyards he's done. And whenever he's done one, he's just waited and it's eventually got him on to the next stage. So um, just recently he won a 200 miler about two months ago. So he's definitely fit and he's a, he's a really, really good runner and he just keeps on going. So I reckon he'll be, he'll, he'll be sticking around for a while. Really excited to watch him as well. It's going to be good. Um, 
Then we've got a Swedish runner, Branislav Savic. Do you know anything about him, Dom? Well, it's another another one with an assist. So that was from the the um, World Team Championships 2022. Got the assist for Sweden there. We have 56 yards. So maybe trying to go one more in a couple of weeks. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> um, then two American runners, Kevin McCabe and Jason Begonia. Yeah, those are like two of the nicest guys, but they're bulldogs. They're both uh, hurting last year, just dying. So I don't know if they're going to like throw up like every loop, just struggling. They just kept pushing on soldiers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're good guys too. Yeah. Yeah. Were they, they, they were both in Team USA last year, were they with you, Justin? Yeah, they were. Yeah. I had my music on like on the road loops night too. And I could hear Jason like puking, like trying to get something out of his stomach. <laughs> Yeah. And he kept moving, he kept motoring. Yeah, he went like 13, 14 hours after I dropped too. That was still going on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and they both did 57. So, yeah, it's really good. Um, the how many, how many hours did you go in that team champs last year, Justin? Uh, I dropped on hour 45. So I finished 44. Oops. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's, a, that's your PB so far as well, isn't it? Correct. Yeah. Is that a goal of yours to make it into that American team again next year? Uh, I don't know. I'm undecided what I'm going to do 2024. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fair enough. I got to start using some vacation time with my girlfriend. Otherwise, I <laughs> yeah, <laughs> can't be doing these races and just walking around funny for a week after. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You need to find races in good locations where you can do the two together. That's exactly. <laughs> <laughs> She'll catch on quick. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, then we've got a Mexican bloke, Rodolfo um, Ramirez Leonides. Um, I don't know if either of you know much about him. I just he did fifty-eight yards at the Sat Champs last year for Mexico to qualify for big. So, but I couldn't really find much information about him. Do you, either of you know anything? I don't know much about the Mexican team other than like the trail they ran on was pretty gnarly. I guess like a lot of elevation tough rocky and stuff like they could have took a pretty gravy trail and they just didn't do it so if he got 58 on that impressive yeah yeah awesome um matthias pilgrims from belgium yeah strong nationality there belgians are going to be a bit of a force i think yeah so, yeah he did that's legends backyard he got 59 in I think there's a good a chance here or another one of the Belgians could place quite highly with some big numbers on this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we've got James Blanton from Australia who qualified with 60. Um, he's a really tough dude. And he'll be running at his – this will be his fourth backyard ultra at Biggs. And he qualified at the, um, just one of the last events of the qualifying period just a couple of months ago at Clint Eastwood when he went for 60 yards and he could have kept going too, but him and the other runner, um, Ryan Crawford, they decided we've done 60, James, you've qualified. And Ryan was already going to be there, be a big. So they just decided to stop together and just um, save their bodies for bigs. So he's having a big year as well. Um, he's running two 100 milers and this will be his third backyard for the year. So, and he'll, he'll, he's a really good runner. So, I expect him to do really well. Um, got a three French runners, um, Dom. Uh, Fabrice, Philippe, and Claire. 
Yep. So Claire, I know I've run a few yards with her at um, Suffolk backyard this year, where I think she, I think she obliterated the course, the female course record there. I think it was about 27, 28 yards. And I think she did 60, 61. Yeah. So I think at the time that she took, yeah. So she, I think she took the new French um, national record with that run. Um, and she was had a few niggles there as well and she persisted through. So she's won a lot of, you know, big races. I think she won the the spine race, which I don't know if you know, over here is quite a, a grueling sort of multi-day race um through the middle of the UK. So I think she will be she's got a real chance of being a force if she's fully fit here. Um and then yeah, the others I'm not familiar with, but I see they both got a joint assist um at French backyard earlier this year on 60. Yeah, when I was watching Suffolk um, Backyard Ultra, I was watching Claire and I thought she looked so I was I was actually expecting her to break the female record when I was watching that race. She was looking that good. But um, I guess she just decided 61 was enough, like gets her to bigs and she'll save her body. Yeah, well, I think she was pretty focused on just getting the French record as she right. was hobbling around for quite a few, quite a few yards. But she she sucked it up and, you know, went through a lot of pain. It shows how determined she is that I'd say if things go well, I think she could be she could be up there come the end of this. Yeah, yeah. And by the way, Dom, well done on your run at Suffolk. You did you did a PB there, didn't you? 30 yards? Yes, yeah. That's PB for me, 30 yards. So yeah, pretty I've got to be pretty happy with that. It's been a decent year backyards for me, sort of progression wise. So topped off with that, which is it's good. It's still some way off the UK team, but we'll see. We'll have another crack next year. Yeah, very good. Um, then we've got a couple more um, uh, runners from Europe. We've got Daniel Lissoni, Paul from Italy. We've got Paul Peslowski from Poland and Nicholas Schoblom from Sweden. Do you know anything about any of those runners? Um, I just know, um, so Nicholas was at the, um, the Race of Champions um, earlier this year in Germany. Um, obviously 62 I think all of these got 62 I know Pavel got 61 um yeah see Pavel did a backyard in Poland with 62 and yeah. Danielle got the assist at the um uh Italian backyard earlier this year as well yeah and then we've got Keith Van Graaf Veland from USA you would know Keith wouldn't you Justin Keith's a great guy yeah he's a, he's a real strong runner he's a He's a grinder too when it gets tough he was uh he was hurting like last year <laughs> i remember him like in the chair in the starting line like getting some double cheeseburgers handed to him and he kept going back out there for a couple loops after he was yeah. just banged up yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a little terminator yeah yeah cool um and then we've got uh mateo tencio from uh switzerland i think do you know do you know anything yeah that's yeah that's switzerland yeah so I think he won a 48 hour race in Switzerland last year. Right. Um, I think he might, it might have even been the Swiss champion. I'm not sure. So he's also got a bit of speed about him and he won, um, backyard to qualify. So another one to look out for. I think all of these are going to be, they're all going to have done something amazing, aren't they? Either winning or assisting and they're all going to have suffered at, at times and they're all going to be capable of something big here. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Um, next we've got Aaron Young, who's, in Australian and this will be his eighth backyard ultra 
Um, and he is a backyard ultra machine. Of the seven backyard ultras he's run, he's gone for at least 48 yards um, or more three times. And he qualified for bigs at the Australian Masters in June when he went for 63 hours. Um, and he's a really likeable guy as well. Like he loves talking to the other runners out there. Um, I've run a couple of backyards with him. And, um, and he's the kind of guy who loves watching the other runners do well and he like supports them and helps them go through, do a few extra yards. So, um, I hope he does well. And I think he will because he, I was really impressed the last backyard or two backyard ultras I did with him was I ran with him and he looked so strong and he could, he had gears like a lot late into the race. He was just running fast and, I, was, I remember I was running one loop and I was like, I thought, oh, I think I might finish this one first. And then he just like, he went past me at 100 kilometres an hour and I thought, oh, oh my God, this guy is <laughs> unbelievable. <laughs> um, then we've got uh, Levi Yoda. You would know him, Justin. Yeah, he's the nicest guy in the world. He's calm, cool, collective, quiet, just just goes doesn't show it like what's going on like just yeah like a statue yeah not showing what's really going on inside yeah nicest yeah. guy i'll talk to you all day yeah so friendly yeah and a real, um, real likable guy and a strong runner yeah i think he he ran at capital as well didn't he yeah i think he did 60 or 61 there yeah 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 he looked good he, like the whole time he looked fine yeah yeah i remember following him in that race thinking gee this guy's going going well um yeah <laughs> um, he's great yeah uh then we've got a few more european runners uh patrick sweet sweeteski oh they've got funny names don't they the, some of them from poland Rick <laughs> van dam from belgium ritvars kalnans from latvia bartos fudali from poland and kevin snyders from belgium are you familiar with any or many of them, Dom? Yeah, I know the um, uh, so Patrick, the Polish uh, runner. I know he, it's not actually how he qualified, but he won, I think, the Maltese backyard last year. Right. Which I don't know if that's the same year. I think that's didn't Harvey run a backyard there, or he? I think maybe he did a run there at some point. Right. Okay. I'm not maybe sure. they would have might have run there together. I'm not sure. I'm sure I've seen something about Harvey and in, in Malta at some point. Um, yeah. But yeah. Uh, he qualified with the assist in the Polish Ultra, but I know he'd won the Maltese one as well. Um, and again, a couple more uh, Belgians in there from the World um, Team Championships and the Legends Backyard. All got in with 60, what, 65, 64? Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of runners from that um, German race, that's for sure. That was a good yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That calibre there was extremely high. Yeah. And quite a lot of Belgians you see on the list as well. Yeah. Um, Justin, we've got Eric Deshaies from Canada. Do you know Eric? So uh, I've never ran with Eric, but Brian's, Brian Bondi that ran on Team Canada last year said that Eric was like a soldier. Like he's grinding out the last like 10 hours. I think he got the assist for uh, Team Canada at the Worlds. Yeah. Like 64, 65 loops said he was just handling the hills and stuff like all day like nothing just motoring through right. strong runner yeah. yeah was the canadian course are you familiar with the course that they ran at the team champs last year it, 
it's on the other side of the country. It's in British Columbia. Yeah. I guess it uh, had more elevation than uh, the big scores, but it was like a lot of like dusty, dusty trails and stuff. I guess they had a bear on their course too. During the- oh, really? <laughs> so I try not to, and I try not to run in those areas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and we've got uh, the Japanese runner, Akihiro Maeda. And um, he tra- he actually traveled to Germany for the race of champions in May, specifically to run a total that would qualify him for bigs, which he did by running 67 yards. And he traveled over there on his own, so he didn't even have a crew. He did that 67 there on his own. Um, and I saw on Instagram recently he declared that he was going to break the 102-yard world record as well. So um, he's going to be one to watch. I'm not sure who's going to crew for him at bigs, but I'm pretty, I would be surprised if he's there on his own again. But I think he'll do well. Yeah, um, I think there's a few other Japanese runners there, aren't there? So Yeah, there's quite a few. Yeah, they're a strong team. Like they had a, a few yeah. runners that went into the 70s at the team champs last year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, then we've got Frank the Tank Geelan from Belgium. Yeah, again, another strong Belgian. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so Frank, actually, you know, when the, the then record was set 101, um, I think Frank then was, I think he was third or fourth that year uh, in yeah. that same race. So another strong Belgian runner there. Yeah, yeah. He's um, he's actually messaged me a couple. I know he listens to the podcast. Um, so good day, Frank. Um, then we've got uh, Dan Yovichin from USA. Dan's like the definition of don't judge a book by his cover. This little guy can run, man. He was flying through those trails like they were nothing. Yeah. <laughs> it was crazy. He's yeah. the kind of guy like you walk by on the streets, don't know he's just this freak athlete. Yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. He's a machine, man. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he's a retired doctor too. Like he just oh. he's, spends his time in Idaho running. Yeah. Just he's a machine. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is, he, is he a little bit older as well? Is he? Yeah. Right. Yeah. He's de- yeah. He's definitely not one of the younger guys on the team, and he was cruising. Yeah. Awesome. Um, then we've got uh, Rob Parsons, um, who's qualified when he did seventy three at the team champs last year, and he was the surprise packet at the set champs for Team Australia last year. He went for seventy three because. His previous bet, best before that was 44. Um, so I ran with him a couple of months ago at Birdies where he was the assist with 45 and he could have kept going for sure. But I understand he stopped as part of the big picture with Biggs in mind. And, um, yeah, he's a really good runner and he'll definitely be sticking around for a while at Biggs, that's for sure. Um, and he's like one of those really analytical guys. Like he analyzes his runs and he'll he'll – be at bigs with a real solid plan i reckon he'll be ready um got a danish runner david stoltenborg you would know a bit about him don yep yeah so 73 with an assist he's done like he's um i think he is the record holder of like the nordic countries so like scandinavian sort of area i think it's the most that anyone from there's done and he's got quite a few sort of national records as well um, across all sort of different distances. So definitely another one to look out for. Yeah. I remember 
he was sticking around for a long time at the race of champions as well. I actually thought he might he might even win. He, uh, just on the live stream, he looked pretty strong. Yeah, we got the assist there, so yeah, definitely, definitely <laughs> a strong runner. Just over what's that seventy three? So just over three days of running. Yeah, it's not too not too shabby, is it? <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, I'm looking forward to hearing what you say about the next runner, Dom, because uh, John Stocker. I know you've run with him a couple of times. Yeah, that's that's my pick right there. I'll call it early. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, so yeah, he actually qualified obviously from Suffolk this year. Um, but obviously, it was a the first ever backyard event I did. Actually, was the the one where he set the then record of eighty one um, with Matt Blackburn getting the assist. He's basically just like a machine. As sort of go the same as what Justin said a lot about a lot of these, and as I'm sure you've experienced as well. A lot of them are just the nicest guys that's so happy to you know chat to you along the way give you advice and just you know have a chat like they're just out on a, a very casual you know sort of sunday afternoon stroll like really nice guy almost i could i didn't think he could be beaten to be honest with you when from me witnessing him in the flesh like just how sort of robotic he is with everything yeah but, you know if everything's fully fit for him i think he's definitely more than capable of going over 100 yeah hopefully he does yeah yeah well on that live stream he definitely it looked like an absolute machine, but it looked like he had a pretty sore foot. Um, I remember one of the someone was helping him take off one of his socks or something, and he was absolutely wincing, yeah. agony. So yeah, that was the race director Lindley was sort of cutting out some of the the insoles of his shoes to try and help because he had a real bad issue with his foot. Which yeah. um, I think it was maybe his penultimate loop. He there was like a bench around about half a mile around the course. And you could see that he was just sat on this bench and was probably there a good 10 minutes into it. And we all kind of thought, yeah, this is it. He's he's not going to get this as he sort of shuffled away, but then somehow got up and managed to get his way around the loop then to still come in on time and go back out for another one. It's quite yeah. crazy to see. These guys can suck up a lot of hurt and get yeah. the job done when they need to. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that bench uh, is pretty famous, that Suffolk Ultra yeah yeah there's a few of them we, there's another story we can get to when we get a bit higher up the list as well yeah <laughs> from another one of the runners from suffolk this year <laughs> um then uh we've got uh john noll from the usa john noll he's a he's a beast man he i think he did, did he do 73 or 74 hours last year 74 yeah, yeah he looked fine like even heading into the trail on day three like I, I came back after i dropped and he was just cruising around and then jumped in his tent jumped out in the corral just complete poker face like he he was good to go yeah. he he's, can definitely climb it up and go deep he's familiar with the trail too and him and his wife they got a pretty good uh pretty good crew plan going on like he sleeps to like the last second then jumps in the corral and eats in there oh, really? he maximizes his yeah yeah he's he's dialed in yeah oh yeah cool sounds good yeah um then we've got another japanese runner tokamasa hirata he ran 74 yards for japan at the sat champs last year which placed him third in that race doesn't look like he's raced this year from what i could find but um, i saw that in november last year he won a 103 kilometer road race in eight hours 52 minutes being the second place runner by almost two hours so that's a pretty impressive performance. 
Yeah, not many races you're going to beat somebody by two hours, are you? <laughs> like it comes in second. <laughs> yeah. Um, ah, then we've got uh, Justin, uh, an American runner, Jen Russo. Uh, Jen, just <laughs> another freak, man. She's doesn't make sense. Yeah, she's got the world record for female loops, right? Yeah. Her and uh, she got the assist at Capital against Scott, the 74 loops she did. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. She, she just she just goes little tiny lady that just kind of floats around and <laughs> hangs out front of the pack and stuff comes in just again even if she's hurting she's just grinding it out yeah you, you'd never know if you're talking to her like you run into her like in public yeah. <laughs> you can just keep pushing and going yeah yeah i saw that she uh was out on a run with uh harvey lewis and sam harvey the other day um so that was pretty pretty cool video to see but yeah she's been on the podcast and um yeah like i'm um, just speaking to her like you don't realize like these these guys they're so tough they can just go for so long but when you speak to them they just they're just like the nicest people like you just wouldn't imagine them to be just there's something inside them that just keeps them going yeah jen's got a heart of gold like mm. just talk about just normal things like our kids what she yeah. used to do we used to bartend back in the day and stuff like that and just while we're out there running for a couple of days together yeah just you don't realize She's going through something she's keeps trucking yeah <laughs> yeah um we've got ryan crawford next um ryan's one of the um, most well-known backyard ultra runners in australia um you might have seen there's a really good documentary about him on youtube called against the tide um and he's a previous australian record holder he was the assistant the set champs last year when he went for 75 hours and he also, he's the other runner who did 60 hours with James Blanton when they decided to stop together. Um, and he's one of those guys who runs as that's fast as well. Um, so he'll definitely be finishing his loops. He'll be, definitely be one of the first ones in at the end of each loops. And um, he'll be one to watch too. Like he just, um, he's really uh, like a tough dude. So he'll be sticking around for a while. A, a lot of people are excited to watch him run. So that will be good. Um, We've got uh, Scott Snell next. So you would definitely know him, Justin. Yeah, Scott's one of the best guys I've ever met. Like, since I've started running, Scott's 20 out of 10. And he's yeah. tough as nails, man. Yeah, he can just go. Uh, at Capital, he looked like he was ready to go for another day. When the race, when I seen him at around 60 hours, he was just, he showed up on his own too. No crew, one of those guys. Just other runners that dropped started helping him, but just trucking along yeah yeah he's familiar yeah. with the course too so it'll give him a little advantage yeah yeah he's um he's been on the podcast i, I mean he's he's i've seen him run just like on live streams and stuff and like you said at that capital it just looked like he was he could have just kept on going forever it just like he was like locked into the zone and he would have just he wouldn't have stopped he was talking to us he's like do you guys want to go for the uh american record and <laughs> leave leave me alone scott just go do your thing <laughs> he was dead serious too was he saying that at the start of the race was he or no we were like a day and a half in oh, like 130 okay. miles in. I'm like, just get out of here yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, cool yeah yeah he's um he's definitely one to watch i'm looking forward to seeing what he can do and he did that great guy. yeah he just had a, a new baby as well not long before capital as well i believe 
Yeah, his, his wife was like a couple of weeks until she's like ready to deliver when he did bigs last year. I'm pretty oh. sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so next we've got uh, Morishita Teramichi uh, from Japan. Um, he came third in this race in 2021 when he went for 80 hours and he tripped over and briefly lost consciousness during that 81st loop and came back in 30 seconds late. So I can imagine he'll be absolutely frothing at the mouth um, for this. I still remember watching that one. That was pretty heartbreaking, I think, in camp at the time as well. There's, I know a couple of people that were sort of helping crew him around that sort of time as well and said it was a pretty emotional moment in camp. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, then we've got another Japanese runner, um, Yukinori Yoshida. Um, he qualified with 85 when he was the assist for Team Japan at the SAP Champs last year. Um, I couldn't really find much more about him, though, but um, obviously a very, very good runner. Um, then we've got one for you, Dom. I'm looking forward to hearing what you say about this bloke, Keith Russell from Ireland. Yeah, so Keith, he's definitely going to have the best crew there. Just actually, one of my mates is going to be crewing him. So um, she's crewed at quite a few backyards before, so he's in good hands there. And he's he's a very driven, determined runner. Um, follow him on on Instagram. He's yeah, he's put up some ridiculously impressive runs, and obviously he got he got the assist at the Masters with was it ninety or oh, he got 89, 89 yards at the the Masters last year. I think again, he's another one who's more than capable of hitting that 100 mark and going beyond it. Yeah, yeah. I've um, listened to his coach talk a little bit. Like, and he made, they, he, they come up with some pretty hardcore training plans. Like, they per he, he purposely won't sleep for, like, 48 hours and then go on a 12-hour practice run and things like that. It's dedication and it's a way to train for these sort of races. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, he looks uh he looks like he's well and truly fired up. So Yeah. He hasn't done a backyard in a little while as well. Like, do you know if he was injured or something like that? Or you're not too sure? I don't know. I haven't seen him being injured, but I know he hasn't done any for a while. But he's yeah. definitely someone I I'd be surprised to be honest if he wasn't sort of in the in the top ten. Yeah. Um then we've got Harvey Lewis. Justin, you would obviously know Harvey. Yeah. Harvey's uh He's the godfather of the backyard man. He's uh, he's won bigs and stuff. He's, yeah, yeah, the nicest guy. He's, he's another, one of those runners that just don't make sense, right? He can take off at any time, or he can play calm, cool, collected, and just rock and roll, right? Yeah, he's he's super consistent, genuine, good guy. I don't know how he is to compete against. Yes, last year was like a, a team environment, so he could probably yeah. do some different stuff this year, maybe. <laughs> Yeah. Wouldn't be offering to like help as many people as he was last year. <laughs> yeah. Well, when I had him on the podcast, he did say that yeah, like the team, the team race was definitely he he looked at it as a team race and like helping everyone. But it sounds like he's going to be more uh, more fired up to more of an individual race this World Championship. That's for sure. But I think him running at um, Dead Cow Gully. Um, at the Masters in Australia a few months ago, that will definitely help him because not only did he run a PB of 90 hours, he was actually got to be in a race that went for over 100 hours. So he would have learnt a lot from that race. And those 
Phil Gore and Sam Harvey, they're obviously going to be at bigs. So um, he'll be, he would have learned a lot. And as well as that, he would have had a little bit of sleep. Um, he would have been a bit behind the eight ball as far as sleep goes because he hadn't arrived in Australia like all that long ago before the start of that race. And he still went for 90 hours. Yeah, he's just a competitor to the bone. Yeah. 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 Um, we've got the two Belgian runners, Dom, Evo, and Marin. Yeah, they're going to be, I think, the two Europeans with the biggest target on their back, aren't they? And they're going to be heavily watched <laughs> after their, <laughs> after um, what happened last time with them sort of deciding to quit, call it quits at the 101. I don't think there's any risk of that happening this time. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, both obviously incredibly strong. Yeah, 100. Yeah, they're, again, they're sort of, you could say about so many of these, but I think. If, you know, barring injuries and issues, they're they're going to be up there. They're more than capable of going above 100. Obviously, yeah. these are the first two guys to to ever do it. They're going to definitely be in the mix. One of the things I found interesting about the, when they broke 100 is that all the videos and photos it looked like they did it so easily. There was mm. no, <laughs> there were no videos or photos of them like passed out or in pain. It just it just looked like they did it so easily and they could have just kept going and going and going. So Well, that's the really interesting thing, isn't it? We don't really know how much further they could have could have gone in that situation. I think the Belgian the course they did is supposed to be quite a favourable one as well. So yeah. it's obviously interesting how that would translate to to Biggs, which is, you know, a whole different ball game really. Yeah. But obviously they've they've done it before. Yeah. Yeah. And they had an indoor crew area as well. Like they didn't have to worry about tents and marquees, but doesn't matter if you're going to do over a hundred. It's impressive. Yeah. So I don't actually know what the weather's like there at the moment. Justin obviously might know if he was there. Well, last week. Uh, last week it was really hot. Last year when I was there, it was really cold, <laughs> like really, really cold. <laughs> so I don't know how to gauge the Tennessee weather, but it no. could be all over the place. Yeah. Like last year, I remember waking up a couple hours after I dropped, and like I could just I could see like my crew asleep and like. A gravity chair and a canopy and their breath just coming out and they're like everybody is shaking <laughs> we're all freezing yeah i don't think laz is going to provide heaters for the for the crew down there either so <laughs> they're gonna to have to suck it up <laughs> the chili will come out every couple days yeah or a couple hours yeah um all right so now we've the, all those runners that we just went through they were the runners who qualified um via yardage so the next one, next the next lot of runners we're going through, they're the ones who won via the golden ticket at the team champs last year. And um, the first one we've got is um, the runner from Vietnam, Da Bui Van. Um, it was hard. He, he qualified with 32 yards. It was hard to find much about this guy, but it looks like he might have run at UTMB earlier this year, but that's all I could find out. I'm not, not sure if either of you know anything about him. No, fair enough. <laughs> um, then we've got um, Moises Lopez from Venezuela. And he um, qualified with 23 yards. I know where they run their backyard ultras, like because I had the, the um, race director from uh, Venezuela on a little while ago. Where they run their backyard ultras, it's like a desert and extremely hot. So I can imagine he won't know himself in Tennessee um hopefully it's not freezing cold like you said it was last year for him but um i think it's awesome that countries like this are being represented at the world champs 
Um, and the race director I had on, he was telling me that when he was telling that his runners about it's a world, like they're running against the world and the winner goes to Tennessee, the runners, they literally did not believe him. They just, they thought he was <laughs> having him on. It wasn't until he showed them the live stream, which was hard because there's not much internet over there. It wasn't until he showed them photos of the live stream that they actually believed him. But, yeah, I love that the smaller countries are being represented at bigs and um, I hope this guy does well. So that, um, that's exciting. Um, <clears throat> we've got um, Peter Chadovich. You would know him, Justin. Yeah, he's uh, that's my pick to win for sure. Really? Last year, he looked like a little kid playing when he was done. He was just having a good time. Wow. <laughs> no signs of slowing down. Yeah, I think his second last loop on the trail, he didn't like. My crew texted me. He was already home, which was like a nine-hour drive, and he just texted me that Piotr did like a forty-minute trail loop. Really? That that's not a good idea to do on day one. And he's doing it on day three. Cruising. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Yeah, he's another one of those guys that falls into the category of a really nice dude as well. And he, he's um, the, the nicest guy at BFC this uh, last year. And he did, I think he came the tenth or something at BFC, and he got lost and still managed to come in top ten. And obviously, he won owed, I think, the year before you did. So, again, really nice guy and has got a massive pedigree. Yeah, he's just giggling, playing around, yeah. loves running. Yeah, great climber too. Like he just walking up the hills like just like they're nothing floats up them yeah yeah cool because i mean i didn't actually don't actually know that much about him but it, i mean he he won i mean the team america so he's obviously a great runner um oh, i'm looking forward to hearing what you say about matt matthew blackburn dom again another one of those guys just a really lovely bloke um obviously he was the one with got the assist when the then world record was set by john so he got the 80 yards when John got the 81. Um, he's like ridiculously fast runner as well. He's got a lot of, I think he's got like the one of the top five um, times in Europe for 48 hour runnings. Uh, sorry, distances for 48 hours. And again, really nice dude. Definitely more than capable of hitting 100 himself. Um, he was at Suffolk this year, actually helping to crew a couple of the runners there, um, including Hendrick that we'll get on to. Um, so he's actually not done a backyard he might not have done a backyard since the um uk team last year actually mm. but um i don't think he likes to do too many of them that's the thing so it's going to be really interesting to see what he does here because again mm. really nice dude and he's more than capable of sort of getting the job done i mean him and john when they set the then world record they ran just the two of them for basically the best part of two days just the two of them so he's yeah. got a lot of mental strength there yeah, he um he looks like the um UK version of Sam Harvey. They they look they look the same. <laughs> well, the nice curly locks. <laughs> yeah. But uh, he's he's a really nice guy. And say so it's the guy that's gonna crew him out there, Andrew Smith, as I think he won the original Suffolk backyard. He's run an awful lot of these as well. So from a crewing perspective, he's in good hands there too. Yeah. It, it sounds like they've got a tight um They've, there's a handful of tight blokes going over there from the UK, like him, yeah. him um, John Stocker. Um, <clears throat> they're, good, they're a strong, strong unit, I think. Yeah, and I think that will help at times, you know, when the, you're a couple of days in, if you've got someone, that bit of familiarity there with people in the crew that know you really well and you've got a few different people there, it's, it will help. 
Yeah. Um, then we've got Nima um, Javaheri from Switzerland. Um, do you know much about him, Dom? Yeah, I've had a bit of a look up about him, actually. He's won quite a few backyards in Switzerland. Mm. And also there's um, he's sunk a few uh, repeats of Everest as well. So obviously he's a good climber, which will help with the uh, <laughs> the Tennessee Hills. Yeah. He's obviously won a few before, so qualified for winning the Swiss the Swiss with 35 yards. Yeah. Yeah, I, I um, looked, um, looked him up as well because I wasn't sure if you um, knew much about him, but he's, he's never lost a backyard ultra. He's done his six from six. Okay. Um, and his PB is 51, so um, who knows how high his ceiling is. He could he could be sticking around for a really long time. That's the interesting thing with some of these runners, isn't it, where they've not been beaten, so they haven't found the limit yet. Yeah. Which, yeah. You know, despite all of these are going to be really, really talented runners, but most of them have found their limit. Mm. Yeah, at least yeah. once or twice, yeah. Exactly, yeah. Um, we've got Sweden and Spain, um, Torbjorn um Gilbrin from Sweden yeah so actually he um did the I think the most amount of yards that anybody did in 2021 in Europe so you know that was I think 40 odd we've got here yeah and obviously 57's qualified them. so it's a decent sort of progression going on there that definitely could be one to to watch out for this year it carries on that sort of trajectory could easily be talking you know towards the top end of 100 there yeah um, and then um, Oriol, you would know Oriol Dom. Yeah, he's a lovely bloke. He uh, he ran at Suffolk this year as well. Um, that's the the bench we mentioned earlier. I'm not sure if it was that one or a different one, but um, <laughs> so I so say he, he did. He qualified, I think, already for the through the Spanish team. But at Suffolk this year, he did. I think it was 82. It was definitely more than 81 because he set the new course record when he won Suffolk this year. Yeah. Um, but. So there's one particular loop where he um, fell asleep on a bench only for John Stocker to actually sort of wake him up on the loop to say, you know, come on. And obviously this shows kind of what the the culture of these sort of races are, where you could have other people that would just sort of leave him there and, and just crack on. But no, woke him up and then, you know, the rest is history. Oriel went on to win the race and really nice bloke. I had a chat with him on some of the early loops. He was happy just to chat about his... Um, his arrival in the UK and obviously as the race went on, I think he was actually due to fly back to Spain on the, I think on the Monday or possibly on the Tuesday afternoon. So his dad was there crewing, um, had to change his flight for him because I was obviously still running. So he couldn't fly home. That did delay his flight 24 hours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the sort of stories we'd like. <laughs> uh, he's running some massive, like, really long races like 800 kilometer races and stage races as well so he can to me watching the live stream it looked like he could have done, broken 100 that's what it looked like to me anyway yeah oh definitely again he didn't find his ceiling there um he could definitely do more there's like another race um in the uk called monarch's way which is another race that uh, so lindley he's the race director of Suffolk backyard he puts on this race and that's i think that's a thousand kilometers race 600 miles and he was the first ever person to to finish that race over here a few years ago so he definitely knows how to go to go long yeah sure but definitely another one of those that i could quite easily see him getting 100 plus yeah, <coughs> yeah. <coughs> um then we've got a south african runner um thimbing kosi sahola um do either of you know anything about him 
No. I, I think his PB, he qualified with 31. His PB is actually 37, which he ran as the assist in May last year before he won the set chance in October. But, um, yeah, I couldn't really find much much more than that. Um, we've got Slovakian rather, Patrick Hortek. Do you know anything about him, Dom? So I know he qualified from obviously winning the Slovakian um, backyard. I don't know too much more about him, but I know he got 46 there. So, again, obviously nearly two days worth of running in him. Yeah. Um, then we've got Joshua Toe from Singapore. Um, it was his second backyard ultra when he was the last one standing when he qualified for this last year. Um, and he improved a lot because in his first backyard ultra, he went for 23 hours. So if he improves again, he could uh, he could go really well. Uh, then we've got um, Jamal Said from Pakistan. Not sure if you guys know anything about him, but I follow him on Facebook and he posts something nearly every day. Um, and he recently ran 300 kilometres in five days to raise awareness about the importance of saving water. Um, so, yeah, look, he was the last one standing when he at the set chance when he did 50 yards. So he's obviously no joke, and I think he'll, um, I think he'll do really well, this guy. Um, then we've got a Norwegian runner, John Asfagel. Um, do you know much about him, Dom? Yeah, so so John actually was in, I think, the race when the then record was set of 101. I think he was one of the last runners in there. He actually did uh, 62 yards there. So done quite well in the past. Qualified this time with 38 with the Norwegian. So obviously, again, another one that's capable of going quite long if he's got over 60 in his uh, in his past. Yeah, sure. Um, next is Sam Harvey from New Zealand. Um, I'm not sure what you guys think, but he's got the X factor, this bloke. He's, um, he's pretty young for a backyard ultra runner as well. I think he's 30 and, like, he's super confident. Um, he declared before the Masters in Australia he would break 100 when his previous best was 46 and he went out and did it, as we know. Um, he's flamboyant and he does the unexpected as well. Like, at the Masters... When he did his first, the very, very first loop of the Masters, he went out and ran it in 28 minutes. And everyone was like, what the the hell? I thought this guy wanted to do 100 yards and he's doing 28-minute loops. And he he also, as well as that, he won a backyard ultra back in New Zealand earlier this year with broken ribs. So um, he's no stranger to running through discomfort. And, um, yeah, he he's over there already. Um, it looks like he's acclimatising well. So I can't wait. I think to... he's one of those that – sorry, I was going to say, I think he's one of those, if I didn't have my, my European hat on, I think I'd be saying he's the one I think that's that I could see winning that. Just from his history, as you've said there, he's he definitely knows how to suck up the hat and he talks the talk, but he backed it up. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm really excited to see what he can do. Yeah. Um, we've got a the Netherlands, Roman Pakbeer. Yeah, so he um, won the Dutch, uh, the Netherlands, um, backyard 40-41. Um, I couldn't find too much more about him, but he has done quite a lot of 24-hour um, races. 
Um, not an awful lot this year I could find, but again, another one that's you know more than capable of of going quite far. If he's done nearly two days, yeah, one a backyard as well. So yeah, yeah. Uh, got the Moroccan runner at Hiraman Eight Hadou. Very hard to find out much about this bloke. I don't know if either of you know anything about him. No, can't say I do. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, we've got the Mexican runner. I don't, Justin, do you know anything about him? Reese Sativo from Mexico. Uh no. What did he win with last year? Uh, Sixty-six. Yeah. So. T- throw up that kind of number on that uh that course is pretty impressive that's huge yeah. yeah a lot of climbing a lot of rocks and stuff yeah yeah i mean i'd imagine it would be pretty hot over there in mexico as well so it'll be toasty down there for sure in october yeah <laughs> <laughs> um okay so then we've got the maltese runner nikki mccarloff um representing another smaller country country in malta I couldn't find out much else about him. Though. I'm not sure if either of you know anything about uh, Nikki. No, I can't say that I do. Obviously, other than being the Maltese champ, but looking at it, I've done a couple of um, sort of 100k plus races this year. Um, did one of the UCMB races as well. Yeah, like one of the um, qualification races for that. Again, yeah, it's a bit of a got a bit of climbing in them as well. Yeah, um, Malaysia. David Christopher from Malaysia. Um, from what I can see, Biggs will be this bloke's first race outside of Malaysia. But in Malaysian ultra running scene, he's absolutely dominant. I mean, he's in, the, in his last 13 races, he's finished first overall in 10 of them. And um, he's running two backyard ultras and been the last one standing in both of them. So I'll be interested to see how he goes, that's for sure. Mm um then we've got another japanese runner shibao aki daiki who qualified with when he won with 86. he's running two backyard ultras being the last one standing in both of them doesn't look like he's raced in any ultras this year but last year as well as finishing as the last one standing at the sat champs he came third in a 570 kilometer race and second in a 230 kilometer race so i mean it's obvious he's the real deal and then i reckon you'd know a bit about this bloke dom antonio di mano yeah so the italian yeah i think don't be i think he did win the backyard masters didn't he yeah he did yeah 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 well see that's not what qualified him here but Again, we've already spoken about some of the other runners there. So to win that with that field is pretty impressive. And then won the Italian one with 57. So again, really another really strong contender there. Yeah. And I think it was only a couple of weeks after he won that Masters race, he came out and ran in another backyard. But I don't think he was running in that to go big. He was just doing it more to for fun. But um He's an interesting bloke. He's um, an interesting-looking bloke, and um, he can obviously run. Yeah, I think he's a vegan as well, which I know, which he's noticed quite a few of the some of the top ones are. Which you know, I think something to be said for that. Possibly, there's a lot of people I know, particularly now, you know, particularly for speed, seems to work for him. Mm. Are you a vegan, Justin? No, no, no. 
<laughs> what about are you a vegan don no no i'm not <laughs> no how about yourself no no i'm not um no okay um i can um yeah it would be too hard for me like i remember like a few years i mean 15 years ago i tried to go vegan and i was the worst vegan all i ate was baked beans on toast and <laughs> so unhealthy um if you do it well though like and you know what you're doing i can imagine that's um well it's obviously good for you like if you know what you're doing but yeah like i mean if you don't know what you're doing like me it's um a slippery slope to being very unhealthy i think um but yeah harvey lewis he's a famous vegan yeah 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 he forgot to uh bring some food out on the loop last year and i offered him some crackers and he was like he stopped and started like reading the ingredients like yeah i can't have these <laughs> I <was> like, yeah <laughs> all right i'll eat them all then man <laughs> yeah. um philippines um jivy tolentino um representing the philippines but appears to have earned his spot at bigs by finishing as the last one standing with 51 yards at the sap chance for team island um do you, do you know anything about that don I didn't know that. No, you've you've yeah. got me there. No, I didn't know that at all. But fifty-one yeah. yards. Yeah, and he did sixty-two yards at the German Masters as well. But um, gone quite long, a few times. Yeah, yeah, Philippines. Um, we've got India. Kartik Joshi. He could. I think he's the youngest runner at Bigs, uh, being just twenty-three years old. And he earned his spot at Bigs by running 22 hours for Team India at the Sat Champs last year. Um, we've got Iceland next. Um, Thor Leaf or Thor Leafson. Uh, do you know much about um, Thor Leaf or Don? Well pronounced. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I have not loads, but um, again, he's gone, uh, gone and done. What's he done here? 37. I think he's done. I think he's hit 50 before yeah as well yeah. obviously won the icelandic championships um i believe so nice part of the world to run in i'm sure mm. he traveled to germany some of the rocky terrain there might be helpful for bigs actually as well yeah well rocky yeah. and steep as well i'm i'm guessing yeah, yeah. They got yeah, I mean, I there, yeah. 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 the um he, he went to he traveled over to germany for the backyard masters as well um and did that's where he did his 50 hours so i'm guessing that his motivation for that was just to practice going as far as he could sit and practice um all that kind of stuff the 50 it's hours thing to do when you know it's going to go long yeah yeah perfect yeah perfect timing to do something like that in may as well with like another five months till bigs um you would know um, Szilard Fodor from Hungary, Don? Indeed, yeah. I ran with him and shared a few loops with him at Suffolk as well this year. Another really interesting character. He just he just goes and goes. Um, it kind of disappointed, I think, a little bit at Suffolk because he, he's dropped quite early there. Um, he'd already qualified from the, the Hungarian team, but he'd won a backyard, I think, either a week or two weeks before. And I want to say in Finland as well. And then obviously coming to try and run Suffolk again, you know, within a couple of weeks of that, still still did pretty well. But I think nutrition got him at the end of the day there. I think he, um, you know, was throwing up quite a lot on one of his loops. I think he was, I want to say it was sort of 
by thirties, maybe in the forties, he got to at Suffolk, but uh, maybe even a little bit more. But again, he's he's got a bit of pedigree about him because he's done quite a few, won quite a few, can definitely go long. Yeah, and as well, a nice chap, really nice chap. Yeah, he um, just watching him run, he looks, he just looks like one of those blokes who can just keep going forever. Yeah, yeah. yeah, for sure. um, yeah. Did, did he run at the German Masters as well, or am I imagining that? He might have. He ran. He ran something recently. I can't think which one it was now, but he he did run in the backyard since Suffolk in June. Oh yeah, he runs. So I think he's done quite a few. Yeah. Um. Ah, uh, now Hendrik Bury, Dom, you would know him. Yeah. Again, another really, really top bloke. Um, he'd already won the German Championship last year. Um, but again, he's another guy who ran at Suffolk. Um, this year and got the assist to Oriel. Um, to be honest, I think at the time I thought Hendrick was probably the the pick to win that one. He because he had a few issues himself earlier on, um, but kind of seemed to suck them up and still go on for another day, day and a half after sort of hobbling around on his knee for a bit. Yeah. Um, that's quite a considerable amount. I think he got his PB at Suffolk. I think maybe his best before was around about high forties, maybe early fifties, and then he went and did 80, 81, something like that. So. Again, his he's being crewed. Um I think he's going to be in with Matt Blackburn. So I think he'll, you know, their crew know each other pretty well. I think Matt's um wife or girlfriend and then Andrew Smith are gonna crew together there. So they all get on quite well, know each other quite well. And it's another one you could quite easily see hitting hitting hundred if everything goes right. Yeah, sure. I hope Les doesn't put a park bench on the course anywhere though, because <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, did you see that interview with him uh, when he dropped at Suffolk? Yeah, he, he Stephen Cousins like, shared it. He sounded like a a brain surgeon. He didn't sound he didn't sound like he was tired at all. No, he just sounded like just almost normal, right? But he was yeah. saying, you know, oh, he wasn't really sure where he was, but then he expressed it so clearly. <laughs> it was a bit, a bit of a strange <laughs> one, really. And you could see Stephen in his interview and did sort of say, you know. This is probably the most logical thing I've heard someone say all weekend. And yeah. <laughs> well, I say weekend, this was into the Tuesday, but yeah, yeah. 80 odd hours in. I think he, I think at the time he thought he'd had enough, but then on one of those on reflection, it's like, well, I think that's a standard thing for this, isn't it? You always think oh, maybe I could have done that a little bit more. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah I, he, could, I could see him going along. Yeah, me too. And he said that when he was on the podcast as well, he, when he watched the video back, he thought, I sound fine. Like, and he, it sounded like he was physically fine. It was just more of the mental fatigue that got him in the end. It's um, bound to happen after over three days, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Christian Mordiot from France. Uh, so he's obviously qualified with over 50 um, and has done a couple of other interesting races in the past. Um, I don't know if you have them here, but we have some, there's a race we've got over here called like the tunnel. So you'll have some races that are either through a tunnel or sort of on a bridge where it's just a, a one mile sort of out and back style race. And he's, he's done one of those over here a couple of years ago as well for over a couple of days. So he's, he knows how to suck it up and yeah. go quite long. I mean, those, those sort of races are, they're not for me. You're not allowed <laughs> headphones. You're not allowed to speak to people unless, you know, you it's it's just crazy and you're in darkness for all that time but you know, that's a, again a sign of more mental strength right if you can get through that yeah there's something I mean, special about you 
Yeah, I was going to say, it sounds like good uh, mental practice, that's for sure, running through a tunnel. Wow. Have you yeah. ever done anything like that, Justin, running through a tunnel for 24 hours? Or? No, 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 no. Don't plan on <laughs> <that> either. <laughs> so over here, to be fair, it might be quite a good one with some of the weather we have. Might be yeah. quite good in a, in a tunnel. But yeah. I'm, I'm very much a trail outdoor runner myself. I couldn't, I couldn't see the appeal other than for that, for the mental training. Yeah. <laughs> Um, one of the questions, actually, Justin, I've got about the biggest course is um, at night. I know you run the 13 loops on the road. Is that a, a road where cars can run, can actually drive past? Yeah, cars can drive past, but you're not going to see more than three or four cars in a night unless like crews leaving and stuff. But th there's not too many people that live out there. Right. Yeah. Okay. Fair yeah. enough. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, so we've got the Finnish runner, um, Visa Kivinen. Um, I'm not sure if you have anything written down, Dom, but Finland are the ones who had to call off their race last year at Sat Champs after Yard 32 because of the lightning storm. Yeah. So um, I know they organised a runoff sometime afterwards to see who won the golden ticket and this bloke must have come out on top. Yeah, I was going to comment on that because obviously the yardage to qualify, I think they got down as 23. I think that's just something, I think, from when the race was called off, isn't it? But um, I've done quite a few um, other races before, um, some sort of 100, 100 mile races this year and quite a few. So mm. looks like they've had a, a good a good training year ahead of this. Yeah, definitely. Um, then we've got the um, runner from Ecuador, and Justin, I was, I was thinking maybe you might know a bit about him. Do you know much about um, on, Andreas Villagran from Ecuador? Uh, nothing, yeah. <laughs> okay. what, did he, uh, what did he win with? Well, the reason why I ask is because it looks like he lives in America, and it's gonna, it looks like it's going to be his fourth time running at Biggs. Um, okay. Yeah, because he ran at Biggs in 2018 and it looks like he lives in Miami, but I'm not sure about that. Okay, it's pretty hot down there too, so he'll be ready when it's hot during the day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he won with 35 when he won at um, the Sat Chance. Yeah. Um, then we've got Denmark, Soren Moller. So another strong Dane. Um, 66 to win their their um, national championship which again is obviously quite a good one we you know from um running mentioned earlier as well so i don't know an awful lot about them but obviously winning that's pretty pretty good job getting 66 yards under your belt yeah sure um and then we've got a canadian runner justin um ehor varies do you know do you know them i've never ran with eor but uh i guess he's was totally fine 65 hours in he's coming in 55 minutes like steady eddie and uh hasn't found his ceiling yet he's a young guy too like 28 29 all right yeah he's, he's young yeah chilliwack's pretty pretty hilly that's where he's from that's, yeah yeah it's so he's he's definitely got some elevation training for sure yeah it sounds like um for everyone i follow in canada like it looks beautiful over there lots of hills and mountains and forests to run through is that 
kind of like where you live, Justin? Or where I live, it's flat as a pancake. You can't. Oh, right. <laughs> there's no hills there. Yeah. yeah. But once you go to like the West Coast, it's all like the Rockies. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah. And, and just out of interest, um, I know you live in Canada, but you ran or run for Team USA. So, are you an American living in Canada, or how, how does that work? So, I was born in Ohio, and I've lived in Canada almost all my life. Yeah. I'm a dual citizen. Yeah. When I went to uh, Ode, where I met Dom, I was going there with the intentions on uh, running for Team Canada. I had to run 32 loops, and that would have got me on the at-large list. Right. And then that lightning storm happened, and they canceled the they delayed the race. So my girlfriend and I were going to pack up the car because she had to work like the next day. And then Tad was like, "Hey, if you stay and win, like your American citizenship can get you on this team." And I was like, "Unpack the car, honey. We're going back out there." Yeah. <laughs> uh, cool. Um, <clears throat> we've got Renee Kunha from Brazil. Hard to find much information about this bloke, but I heard an interview with a Brazilian running podcaster who said that the runners in Brazil stop um, early because they have to go to work the next day. So they kind of implied that they stopped because they had to go to work rather than reaching their limits. So um, Biggs will be a good opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Biggs will be a good opportunity for this guy to see how far he can go without having to worry about going to work for the next day. Yeah, hopefully <laughs> took a couple of days off work, yeah. <laughs> um. Austria, Angelika Huma-Toff. Yeah, so the Austrian champion. Um, not too many females actually on the list this year, but obviously one there that's won the national champions. And I think she was also at the Race of Champions um, event as well, where I think she did, was it 44 she did there? So again, another pretty strong contender there. Could finish up quite high. Yeah. Um, and then, last of all, lucky last, Phil Gore, the world record holder. <clears throat> now, um, I might be biased being from Australia, but in my opinion, this guy is in a league of his own. Um, I reckon he's a once-in-a-generation runner. Um, he's so professional, the way he plans his races, all the way from his nutrition, his sleep, his pace, um, he plans for everything, including things that could go wrong. And I just think he's just on another level, like just one of those amazing runners that just is on another, just stands amongst, on their own amongst the, the, the rest. Like I've got like, you know, like Michael Jordan, Hussein Bolt and Michael Phelps. <laughs> I reckon he's on that kind of level. But um, so, yeah, well, I mean, you guys would definitely have, heard of him and seen like seen footage of him running what 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 are you what impression have you got of phil gore from what you're what you've you've seen i'll let you go first um, oh, oh go for it yeah justin okay phil's yeah like i agree with you for sure he's in a league of his own uh unbiased american opinion for sure like internationally <laughs> I, he'd be my pick him or sam harvey but uh he threw down a dead cow gully, right? Like he was cruising, like so consistent, like looked super calculated and not winded at all. Yeah. Like when they were going out on like 101, 102, like he just looked like he was just getting started. Yeah. Yeah. It was chalk and cheese looking at the footage and photos between him and Sam Harvey. Like Sam Harvey looked absolutely wrecked. 
And, and that's one of the reasons why I, I have so much respect for Sam Harvey because he was he kept going and going and going when he was totally stuffed. So, but um, yeah, what 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 have you, what are your impressions of Phil Gord, Don? It just seems like so driven and dedicated, as you sort of mentioned there before, and he sort of plans things out. And again, comes off as a really nice guy, always helping, you know, willing to help out people and offer up advice, chat to people on the course. Mm. Um, obviously, I listened to your podcast before um, with the about the search for hurt and how he's obviously involved in that as well. So it seems like someone that just loves the sport and loves to sort of help others to achieve as well. Yeah, and just comes off as a really nice bloke, and obviously, at the moment, sits sort of top of that top of that list where he's going to be the main one with the tiger on his back but i think he's you know him and sam particularly and i think you know they're going to be they're going to be up there in the last couple yeah yeah um so as far as predictions go um justin without saying i've got my top three written down i, I don't know if you guys have thought about a top three but without saying your top three justin um how far do you think the race will go? Like, what do you think the winner, the last one standing, um, how far do you reckon they'll go? Somewhere maybe in the 90s. Maybe you'll see 100, but that's a, it's a tough trail to get through. Like, to get through that trail four days, that's going to be – that'll take a really, really, really good runner. Yeah. Like, it's, it's not – I don't know how those guys got through it three days. Like, it's – it's not fun and to go through it in the fourth day would be yeah. pretty intense stuff yeah yeah okay what do you think have you had a good think about it Don? yes yeah so i i know the course well obviously i don't know the course um run it as such but i know it's not a straightforward one where it's just oh yeah you know this is going to be 120 130 but i do i think we're going to see over 100 just purely because of the amount of quality that we've got there obviously it's quite rare to get those sort of numbers because of you need sort of one or two people but there's there's so many here that are capable of it and it's you know there's the most hype about this race i think there's been over any other backyard before so i think we'll we will see over 100 i think we're going to see you know sort of double figures of people still in after sort of three days maybe coming into the maybe not into the fourth day that might be a bit ambitious but we're going to see a lot of people left in after three days but normally i don't know for yourself but you're checking backyards over the weekend this one's not really going to get interesting until sort of Monday, Tuesday, rather than on the Sunday. <laughs> yeah. Um, and pre predictions. Um, have you got a top three in mind, Justin? Uh, Piotr, Bill, and either Sam Harvey. Maybe, a, a, yeah, we'll go with my Harvey, Harvey Lewis. Yeah. Yeah, it's, a, it's his course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> the defending champion. He'll be. I mean, I reckon I can see Harvey Lewis being right there at the end as well. Like I reckon he'll. This is definitely not, obviously it's an A race for all of them, but knowing the course, um, he doesn't have to travel too far to get there. The experience from Dead Cow Gully. Um, I think he'll be right there till the very end. But um, who do you? Who are your top three, Dom? Uh, depends if I'm going with my head or my heart. Well, <laughs> um, no, I think you know Sam and Phil obviously are. I think realistically that they're going to be 
they're going to be two of the last three. There's a very strong chance of that. But I like uh, Piotr is a very interesting shout actually as well from Justin there. Mm. Um, in terms of he's he's done bigs before and done really well at it, and he's a very good climber and he knows how to go quite long. So I do think he's a good shout for for getting the top three. But I'm still going to stick I'm John Stocker, Matt Blackburn, Hendrick. They'll, I'll go for my top three. I'll stay I'll stay strong and loyal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think that those three, as well as um, Russell from or Keith Russell from mm -hmm. Ireland, I think yeah. they're a very, very strong bunch of runners. Like they've got, uh, you've done well, Dom. Like there's been so many. I didn't realise there were that many European runners. <laughs> I asked you. Yeah, I did have a look, and I thought there's no way I'm going to have info on all these guys. But <laughs> yeah. Some of them I know, and like even then when I've mentioned, you know, maybe five or six that. I didn't even mention Keith myself there and the so I know he's done like 89 odd before and I know he's going to be in good hands from a crew perspective and mm. I think you could have someone like that that we've barely really even touched on and they could quite easily come through with over 100 and win it and mm. you know that's how it goes isn't it yeah well that's it and we've got the Japanese runners there as well who yeah everyone knows are good but they kind of for some reason they're going under the radar a little bit but I've put down my top three as I mean you won't be surprised Phil Gore Sam Harvey well I, I mean I reckon that Masters form will stand up um, I reckon the format of that is yeah Phil Gore Sam Harvey she and my third I've gone Shibawaka Daiki from Japan who's um because I to do 86 and win his gold win the golden ticket he must have had a, a I mean, he must have had a little bit more he didn't reach his limits so and 86 is a very good total, so I think that um, he'll be in there right till the end. But, I mean, you could throw a blanket over over the field and you'd be happy whoever you pick. Oh, for sure. I'd really like to be interested to see odds on people. Yeah. Like, you know, it's obviously not it's not hit the, the you know, sort of gambling market yet, have this, but I'd just love to see how this would be priced because I think yeah. it's almost an impossible task, isn't it? Yeah, well, I would have – I mean, I'm glad it's there's not – um a bookmaker offering up odds <laughs> because i would like i would be gambling my, all my money. <laughs> yeah but yeah look i mean i'm yeah phil gore's definitely on top for mine but i think like sam harvey is just one of those guys who's just so determined and he just he's like he's already come out and said he's gonna win it and all this stuff but um i i, I think phil gore's that got a similar mindset to sam harvey but sam harvey just expresses it out there a little bit more but yeah it's um i can't wait and it's and we're getting close so everyone's posting less than two weeks to bigs follow the facebook page all this stuff so um yeah where will you where will you be for it um justin just working or at home or uh i'm running the wild oak trail That's 112 right. it's in uh it's in uh, west virginia so it starts friday and sunday so when i'm done that i'll just start tuning in after yeah yeah and how long is that race it's 112 miles it's thirty-two thousand feet of climbing wow. uh like all rocky and rudy and stuff no canadians ever finished so wow. i'm gonna try and rock that one out yeah yeah sounds like a good one well, how many <laughs> yeah. how many runners are in it do you know I have no idea. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like a good race. Yeah, it's uh I'm excited for it. 
Yeah, 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 cool. And um, yeah, well, I think we've um, we've had a pretty good uh, pretty good preview of Bigs. Yeah, it's going to be a good yeah. one for sure. <laughs> yeah. It'll be exciting to follow along for four or five days. <laughs> yeah, It'll be really cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, thanks heaps for um, coming along and uh, on the podcast. It's been really, I've really enjoyed it. Yeah, it's great. Thanks for having us. Yeah, no worries. We'll definitely keep in touch and um, all the best in your race, Justin, in a couple of weeks. And um, Dom, I'll be following you along as well. Hopefully you, you, um, at Russell Bock, that will be your next Backyard Ultra, will it? Yes, yeah, that'll be my next one in March. So that's actually this year was the first time I broke 24, was there. Yeah, my 26. So hopefully try and go a bit longer this coming March. That's yeah, my, awesome. my next backyard, yeah. And then maybe Suffolk again in June. We'll see. Yeah, very good. Very good. Yeah, well, look, awesome, guys. Thanks again for coming on. We'll definitely stay in touch. I can imagine we'll be messing, messaging each other during bigs. Like, Absolutely. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, well done on your win, um, win at Littles as well, Justin. That was really fun to follow along. Thanks a lot. Thanks for the reminder too. That was too funny how that all worked out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, awesome. All right. Well, all the best, guys. We'll be in touch. And thanks again. Awesome. Thank thanks, you, guys. Cheers. And good luck with your race, Justin. Cheers. Cheers, buddy. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Yeah. Bye. If you've enjoyed this podcast, it would be awesome if you could share, comment, like, subscribe, all of that. If you've got any feedback, shoot me a message. Hope you have a great day. See ya.